Good morning, Terry Saul, Amanda Smith, hanging out with you. We are Salem's original radio station, 104.3 FM, 1220 AM, KSLM. And uh, joining us on the phone is Steve Carlin. And you're back in Madison, Wisconsin, but you're going to be heading out this particular way. You're with 40 Days of Life. Steve, what's that all about? Yes, so we're a pro-life organization. We host uh, internationally coordinated prayer vigils all day, every day, for 40 straight days in front of abortion businesses, praying for an end to abortion. Over the last 15 years, we've seen more than 22,000 confirmed lives saved just from regular folks going out and praying and witnessing and offering hope and help in front of these abortion facilities. Wow, that's powerful. All right, how did you get involved in this organization? I got involved as a local leader here in Madison, uh, leading a local campaign. We found ourselves at sort of the center of a big controversy. My alma mater, the University of Wisconsin, was secretly planning to open up a late-term abortion facility. And through those prayers and the presence of people out in the streets, we were able to, by the grace of God, prevent the facility from ever opening, actually ended late-term abortion in, here in Madison, which is a pretty progressive city. So it was a great a great victory, and that kind of uh, opened the door to me doing more with the 40 Days for Life throughout North America. Wow, that's awesome. And it just grew from there? It grew from there. We are in 622 cities worldwide right wow. now. We started on September 28th. We're going through November 6th. Wow, that's impressive. That's awesome. And you guys have an event coming up uh, on the 11th, which is going to be tomorrow. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, we're going to do a rally just to get folks fired up to to keep going out and pray 40 days for life. Uh, 40 days is a long time to continuously go out and pray in public, and sometimes you get a little bit of persecution, and we want to share with folks what their prayers are accomplishing, why it makes a difference, how to do it. And so I will be out in front of the Salem Planned Parenthood on uh like you said, Tuesday the 11th, 1 o'clock p.m., we'll, we'll be out there and uh, hope to meet as many people as I can and thank them for their witness and their prayers and show them how they can make a difference on how they are making a difference. Now, if somebody wants to join you out there, what, what, are, they, what are you expecting to see? What's going to happen out there? There'll be a little crowd of people, and uh, I'll give a little talk and encourage folks. You know, any given hour that you go out and participate, you may or may not see something interesting happen. You may see a saved baby. You might not, but through sort of this perpetual presence and witness, we've seen so many victories. Not only the babies saved, but we've seen 242 different abortion workers have conversions and leave their jobs. And so we like to share these results with people, especially in a state like Oregon, where you probably, you've got the uphill sledding, right, Mm -hmm. for for the political world. But even in those blue states, uh, we've seen seen a lot of fruits come out of this work. So we want to encourage folks and let them know it's not hopeless. Steve, what's the best way to get in touch with you? You can check out uh, our website, 40daysforlife.com. If you want to check out the local effort and the local vigil and campaign, I will be visiting 40daysforlife.com slash Salem. Okay. Is there a phone number they can contact you if they have other questions? Uh, Yes. Uh, I would encourage everyone to reach out to the local campaign leader, Bob. And he is at 503-480-9374. All right. Steve, with 40 Days for Life, we uh, have safe travels coming out here, and we'll look forward to uh, seeing you uh, on Tuesday at 1 o'clock. All right. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much. Thank you.
morning, Terry Saul, Amanda Smith, hanging out with you. We are Salem's original radio station, 104.3 FM, 1220 AM. We are KSLM. Joining us in uh, on the phone, I was going to say in studio, but he's not, is uh, Steve Carlin from the 40 Days for Life. They've got uh, a big event coming up on Tuesday at 1 o'clock. Hey, Steve, how's it going? Great, thank you. You're going to be coming in from, uh, you're in Wisconsin? Yes, I'm in Wisconsin. I'll be coming out from the Midwest. All right, we'll try to have some, some appropriate weather waiting for you when you get here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit more about what your guys' organization has done and the difference that it has made, because I'm sure it's had a great impact. Well, something we're really excited about, and I think this is particularly relevant uh, on the West Coast, is we have seen 131 different abortion facilities close their doors and go out of business forever following a 40 Days for Life campaign. Wow. And the reason I think that's particularly relevant in Oregon and on the West Coast is almost half of them are in the so-called blue states, the, the locations that would not seem to be pro-life friendly, but nevertheless, We've had former abortion workers who share with us that when there's somebody out in front of that building praying or offering resources to women in crisis, we have seen uh, uh, the, the abortion industry's own internal data reports a no-show rate for abortion appointments that can go to as high as 75%. And so it doesn't matter how legal abortion is in a state. Obviously, we want just laws. But even if abortion is completely legal, subsidized, encouraged, when there's no demand for it, when you can dry up the demand for it, abortion facilities close regardless of geography and, and the local politics. How did you get involved in this, Steve? You know, I think I'm like most Americans. I, I've always been pro-life, but for much of my life, I never did anything about it. And it was really when my wife uh, had a friend who had an abortion. My wife was able to encourage her to choose life, and she did. And then doctors pressured her right back into an abortion decision. And that was a wake-up call for me that I couldn't just be watching football on the couch. I had to get up and, and do something about it and try to serve those women who are, who are having their hearts broken like my wife's friend, Jessica. 40 Days for Life. Um, it's, it's worldwide now, isn't it? Yes, we have been all around the world, U.S., uh, Latin America, Australia, New Zealand. We've got one in India. We've been in uh, Moscow. I don't think we're welcome there anymore, but uh, uh, <laughs> Hong Kong, uh, all over the place. Even Africa, where abortion is really not legal, but in most of Africa, but they're under an intense pressure from governments, Western governments like the United States, to accept abortion. Oftentimes, foreign aid and, and disaster relief funding is contingent upon acceptance of abortion. And so they've wow. come together to pray to, to keep abortion out before it gets as rooted into their culture as it is in ours. What's, what's the toughest part of your job? The toughest part of my job? That's a good question. That's a tough question. I think one of the toughest parts of it is you know, for, for most of our history, you know, we were able to be out there on the streets without much in the way of persecution. And I'd say the last five years or so, it's rare. We don't see people getting hurt routinely or anything like that. But there's more and more people who will come by and, you know, tear up the signs or steal the signs or, you know, curse people out, things of that nature. And so trying to, uh, to help folks remember that it's safe to participate in this might not always be comfortable, but it, it is safe and that it's worth it. Absolutely. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining us and letting our listeners know about what you guys have going on. We really appreciate it. Oh, uh, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Absolutely. Good morning. It is a Monday. You know, today is actually Columbus Day. Oh. 
So happy Columbus Day. Happy Columbus. Does that mean there's no mail today? I don't know. I think there's no mail today at all. Okay. So what did you do this weekend? Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, we went to the beach and hung out and had a good time with family and had a fire and on the beach and Spend all that. Spend the night on the beach? Oh, I mean, at the beach, not on the beach, but yes. Did you ever do that? Sleep on the beach? I did it one time, and then all of a sudden I got wet the next morning. Yeah, I bet. Because the tide kind of rolls back in there. Yes, it does. I woke up and I thought, either I peed in the sleeping bag or my toes are wet. <laughs> and then I found out I did both. Oh. But I'm bum ding. But I'm bum bum. So this month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yes, it is. Um, it is one of the... Uh, it's... Probably, I would say, I can't quote it exactly. Baron was saying it's one of the leading causes of oh, death. Okay, I was going to say... Or cancer. Cancer, um, but not breast right. cancer. But I think it's one of the most um, diagnosed cancers. Um, they do have a survival rate of 97%, wow. um, which is a big deal. But uh, it's still the leading cause of cancer um, or... Right. What not? Sorry. And, and it's, botching we're, we're this. Gonna, no, you're not. We're going to have some people coming in um, in the next couple of weeks and talking a little bit about breast cancer. Yeah. And how important it really is to get yourself checked. And it is. Uh, one in eight women get breast cancer. That's that's a large number. Um, so let's say you're at a coffee shop and there's more than eight women in there. One of you guys has really? or will get or has had breast cancer. I also was not aware, but men can also get it. One in 300. Really? One in 300 so men can get breast shop, cancer. Start counting up people. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you go to a football game and you see the stadiums packed out. There's yeah. several. And I don't think a lot of people talk about the men getting breast cancer um, because it's mostly known as a woman's thing. Right. But um, like Baron was saying from Kicking Cancer, that it's just a region of your body. It's not. It doesn't mean it's just gender you know um we both we both have breasts um so it's it's a big deal um in 2022 it's estimated that almost 300,000 people will be diagnosed serious with breast cancer wow yeah and that's just in the united states that it's uh, it's really sad um Let's see. Sixty-five percent of breast cancer cases are diagnosed at a localized stage, which means there's no sign of it spreading. So that's that's hopeful. Um, and then a five-year alternative rate of ninety-nine percent. And it is also estimated that this year, an estimated of almost forty-five thousand women will die from breast cancer. Wow. So it's really important to get your mammograms and make sure you're doing that annually. I know that I probably, it's just a good idea for October yeah. for breast cancer awareness. Ladies, men, make sure you go in, get it all checked out. Patty, Patty does it religiously. Once a year, she goes down there and she gets it checked out. And, um, you know, it's it's. It's a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. Do you do you get yourself checked out? I have not, um, but I've, Why? I, I I didn't really I didn't know. Now you know. Now I know, and so uh, Baron was actually telling me it's a good idea to just make it October is your annual thing, so that you sure. don't forget. Monday with Terry Saul, Amanda Smith hanging out with you, and it's uh, it's also Columbus Day, and we did confirm there is no mail today. I think some of the banks are even closed today, too. Really? Hmm. Not that I had any reason to go to the bank, but you never know. Okay. 
All right. Are you ready for some did you knows? Sure. All right. Did you know that if you are a doctor, you are most often late for a doctor's appointment? No. Okay. Did you know that? I did not. I didn't eat. 41,000 people go to the emergency room each year right here in the United States after being bitten by another human being. Okay. Anybody ever bite you? No. People don't bite. <laughs> bite me, I'll slug them. Um, eight, out of ten, eight out of ten teenagers, this would, this would be your son, uh, admit to having a curfew. Does your son have a curfew? Yes. What time is his curfew? He has a curfew. Ooh. You're not like nine o'clock being in the house. He has a curfew. <laughs> okay. Um, eight out of ten mothers who have a son who has a curfew will not tell us the time of the curfew. <laughs> I like to keep my personal life pretty quiet. Okay. All right. Well, it's not like I'm going to ask you for your address or anything. <laughs> 136 Main Street. Uh, Canada has the only, uh, Canada has only had their current flag for 55 years. Did you know that? Canada has only had their current flag for 55 years? 55 years. Okay. Yeah. If you're average, you have nine keys... Three of them are completely useless. Now, I have two keys on my key ring that I have no clue what they're for. Really? I make sure all of my keys have a purpose. Do you, like, number them or something? No, I just don't have useless ones on there. If I don't use them on a regular, then they're not on my key ring. Really? Mm-hmm. I have my house key, my mail key, the gate key, my work key. I don't want to hear your personal stuff. Hell, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, 46% of men... Never mind. Um, let's go. We'll, we'll, uh, yeah, never mind. Um, when asked what they wanted to be when they grew up, 70% of elementary boys said they would rather be a bartender than the president. Okay. Well, when, yeah, I wouldn't want There's got to be a Joe Biden joke there somewhere. Right, yeah. He hasn't grown up yet. Right. There it is. That's what it was. Um, where are we at here? Okay. If this is an average year... 20,000 kids under 18 will be injured using a sled during winter months. Really? That's yes. interesting. That's what I thought. There you go with your there phone. There you go with the dang phone again. Sorry, I can't talk right now. And I always tell everybody, turn your phone off when they come in here. You do. And then you're always the only one that has it ring. Normally, it's your watch, though. Well, that's because I brought the phone in. Adults are three times more likely to yell at someone in the morning compared to at night. Oh, yeah. You got things to do. You're busy. You got, you got your are you morning. Are you a cranky waker-upper? Actually, I'm really cheerful. I'm a morning person, but I understand why things are more tense in the morning versus because at every night. Because every time I come in here... Uh, I noticed that this morning. I'll walk in there and I'll say good morning. And you go, good morning. You're always in a, in a pleasant mood. I am. And it pisses me off. Okay. All right. Noted. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll approach differently. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Barry. Longino's up next. Is he?